0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Off Point at 30. This is our little podcast. Uh, My name is Les Steed. I'm Marlon White. And our podcast is about um, going off point at 30, uh, where we find that we've gone off point in life, and um, we tend to go off point in topic. Today's topic, uh, speaking of the devil, is um, biracial relationships, Um, because obviously, Marlon and I have a few cultural dissimilarities, um, it's something that, you know, like has uh, kind of come up quite a bit, um, but mostly in the romantic sense, obviously, because of course, we're going to do it about the romantic sense. Obviously we come from very different backgrounds. Um, Marlon, uh, you come from. So basically I'm born
1: in London, United Kingdom. You're from. Sorry, the posh pot. Yeah. So like my family originate from Jamaica. So my mom came over in the sixties but I captured myself both sort of British and Jamaican. How about yourself?
0: Um, well, my dad did the sort of uh, family tree thing, I've never read. And um, he discovered that we're all from Cornwall on his side. Uh, my mum's from Liverpool and my dad's uh, from Kent and my mum moved down to Kent when they were young, when she was about 20 or whatever. And um, yeah, I met my dad and then uh, they moved to, in and around like Northampton, Surrey, blah, blah, blah. So I got born in Surrey and, lived there for about, well, you know, for 30 years, really. Um, Obviously I've been out and about a bit, um, you know, like lived elsewhere and stuff, but that's where I'm from, Uh, from a little village. So it's very much the opposite to you. You would come from an urban background, whereas mine was sort of, um, well, let's put it this way. There were grammar school kids everywhere and it was horrible. But yeah, I mean, like in my school, I think we might have mentioned this before, but uh, when we're talking about growing up and stuff, in your school obviously you had like you said before that you had loads of different uh, you never really saw being black as you know being black because yeah. you had because there were so many different uh, cultures around you whereas uh, in my school there were literally about eight kids who weren't white yeah um, and it was and yeah I mean like coming from that background it's kind of been quite weird the way that my romantic life has gone yeah um, have you ever dated anyone who wasn't um, who wasn't the same race as you
1: Yes, I have. Um, I've, like the way I see, I don't see race as an issue. I see just the, the person. So it's kind of just a coincidence that my um partner that I'm with like now, not forever, pretty much, could be engaged. That um she's from the same background as me, not just being from London, but also being from like Jamaican heritage as well. So it's okay. kind of yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a coincidence and She's actually the first Jamaican person I've actually gone out with or been in a relationship with. So. That's kind of interesting. So, but, yeah, but I have like been I have like had relationships with like white white girls, other other races as well. So,
0: how did you I, find that? Like, did you find there was sort of like any cultural differences you had to adapt to, or anything that you had to sort of that you found a bit different?
1: To be fair, like my like dating history compared to yours, I don't, I didn't, I didn't do like long term relationships. Bef- besides, like this is probably the longest relationship I've been in. So, um, yeah, so I don't think I've been in, I was in those relationships long enough to like really see a cultural difference in that aspect, really. So it's been a lot
0: shorter. I see. I tend to cling on for at least a year. I'm like, once I've made my mind up, I have like these little, I mean, I'm a serial monogamous. I have like these sort of two months in which I'm single, maybe three months. And I'm all like, "Eh, she doesn't love me. Um, And, you know, like really, really get wound up about. You know things and then um you know what they say if you can't get over someone get under someone else <laughs> um and um then i end up finding myself in a relationship with that person but i mean obviously you know you do a bit of dating you get around a bit and then yeah. um but i found that in the last 10 years i've only actually i've not dated a white british person since i was 18 um mostly because that particular bit's cheated on me but i don't think it's really left a particularly good uh stain on um, not not to say that everyone who's a white girl would you know like cheat on you, but yeah, I wasn't particularly pleased. Um, but and that's, I a, think... that's actually a very interesting thing about
1: you because I've known you for about ten years now, and I've never yeah, seen, never you, seen me with... I've never ever seen you date a white person, which I, no, which, only, which only dawned on me about, about a few months ago when, I, when somebody else mentioned it. I was like, oh yeah, I've never <laughs> seen that. So that, so have that been like an active decision or the just just happen by chance by just you getting
0: along with certain people from different races better than like anybody else, really? I, I'm not 100% sure about it. I think, um, I do think about it occasionally. Um, I think a lot of it is the fact that, uh, well, you know, I mean I was in a relationship with someone for five years, the, the crazy one, well, which crazy one, um, but for five years. So I think that in my brain I've started to associate, you know, like love and, you know, like and romance and that kind of thing with, somebody who's you know who's not white um I mean without you know without going to mummy issues and stuff like that, which I don't have, but um I think that with uh, you know actually I have dated white girls, but like I only dated them I haven't really sort of got into an invested relationship just because of the circumstance at the time, but one of them was Russian one of them was um you know like was American, and I think maybe there was one or two british ones but i I think that one of the problems I've had is growing up is. I'm not very good at British culture. Um, like, you know, like sort of, or at least not particularly Surrey type culture, which is yeah. very sort of, you know, like very prim and proper. And I was always a bit of the weird one um, because, you know, obviously I have ADHD and didn't know about it. So there was me just like, like ding, 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 ding. And everyone was like, how, how, how lovely, please fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> um, but I find that other cultures are much more interesting. Um, I find that uh, one of the reasons that I think I'm quite attracted to that is um, because I quite like learning through social experiences. Um, and, but then I find that there are things on the surface that you like to learn about, like, you know, food, for example, is extremely important. Um, and it influences sort of your way of looking at things as well. Like, cause I mean, um, my first girlfriend, uh, the one I had at uni, introduced me to seasoning, which sounds like such a sort of, you know, like white boy thing to say, but it's true. Uh, yes. My mum doesn't need any seasoning, uh, apart from That's herbs and stuff
1: like that. So, um, like, coming from a, like, a Jamaican background, we always use seasoning. I can't eat any food without seasoning. So, even if mm. I was to eat a, like, a traditional British dish, I would have to add, jazz it up with a bit of like Jamaican seasoning.
0: Yeah, I, I love Jamaican jerk, by the way. Huge, huge <laughs> fan. But I only found out about that because my ex-girlfriend's brother introduced me to Caribbean Island and changed my life. like, I was like, what is this? He goes, yeah, it's just, you like it? I'm like, this is fantastic. (laughs) I was just so happy. And every time we go down markets, I'm like, that one. We've got Caribbean,
1: we've got got, Jamaican K2 at the wedding, by the way.
0: Oh, fuck yeah. See, I'm well excited. You see, this is it. I mean, the, the food. I'm going to be all over that buffet. I'm just going to be sitting there, like, oh, I want to try a bit of this. I want to try a bit of this. It's like me at a bar. Like, I swear. Like, I mean, half the time I'll just stand in front of a bar and be like, I want to try all of it, and it's so always got me shit-faced and kicked out. To figure,
1: <laughs> like, to figure, to figure quickly out of um interrelational um, inter- um, inter- um, inter- um dating. What do you think about like when you go to like a certain country, Do you like to like dine on their food? Like, eat what they eat? Oh fuck or, yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's like some people that like, I, don't, I'm not, I, I don't want to try that. I'm just going to eat like McDonald's or something that I know safe. But like, yeah, for me, when I go abroad, I always want to like try their foods. I was in Germany one time. my went and said, let's go to an Italian. I'm like, what the hell would I want to eat Itali- it- Italian food in, in Germany? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why the fuck would I like? go to a German bratburst. Yeah, we're going for, we're going for fucking to a German <laughs> restaurant. And that's how I am everywhere. Like if I'm in Italy, I want to eat Italian food.
0: Do you not find that when you go to Italy, that after the first like five pizzas and like, you know, pasta and stuff like you start to get a bit like, well, it, it, what, what else is there? And they're like, yeah, they, they, you know, like, and it's amazing, the food is amazing. The funny thing, coming from like England, we
1: kind of been eating Italian food all wrong anyway, because yeah. what we eat is not even Italian food over here. It's like, I remember one time I was, in, um, I was in Rome and then I was in a restaurant, I was like, oh, can we get some garlic bread? The guy just looked at me with complete disgust and goes, "You're you're from London, right?" I'm like, "Yeah, I I eat garlic bread as well when I'm over there."
0: (laughs) (laughs) He rubbed me right off. (laughs) Get away with that attitude here? Like, if if, I mean, I've been a waiter before, and if I was remotely that cheeky, like, I would probably get fired. If I did get fired, (laughs) I for Uh, just saying fuck because a wasp flew at me. Yeah, scared of wasps. (laughs) <laughs> uh, so like yeah, let's
1: get back into um like yeah, interracial dating. How how like you said um you 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 not you're not good at British culture, but you sort of like find other cultures interesting. How do no, I you
0: think f- that when I was twenty four, I obviously had a bit of a mm, I, I fell out with my own culture. I would say, yeah. uh, you know, because I went through a bit of a dark time, obviously, and you know, like, and I think that all that I saw as my culture, like, you know, working towards a goal that then didn't materialize and didn't. And then I got kicked down a few times, like in a big way, you know, firstly, you know, like, you know, like, and, um, and I think that that perfect image of a British life was shattered completely. So I was desperate to try and, I wasn't desperate, but I was a very angry person trying to find a level of culture from my own. Um, and it was something that I found, so, the first thing I did, obviously, and I think that this is something that actually led me to going to Kiel was instead of, say, Southampton or somewhere slightly closer to home, was that I've got, having lived in um, a village, I wanted desperately to escape any sense of home to create a new identity, or well, not just to create a new identity, but to uh, expand, you know, like expand in every way. Um, you know, to learn as much as I could. And I think that one of the main factors of that is, um, you know, different cultures. Because um, I was culturally ignorant. I mean, you know, when I first started dating a mixed race person, I casually said um, half-caste because I thought that that was the kin. I thought it was the same thing. not because I was racist or anything like that, but it sounds racist. And 10 years yeah. later, obviously, yeah. I would die yeah. <laughs> before saying something like that. Yeah. But I was ignorant.
1: In your defense, that was the term, like when I was very young, like in the nineties, that was the term that we used but um, yeah, but like growing up um, later on, you kind of realise how offensive that term is.
0: Yeah, because in GCSEs, we did this poem, it was called Half-Cast. And this yeah. mixed race guy goes, excuse me, I'm half cast, staying on one leg and stuff like that. And it's not that I didn't get it, but I didn't get the cultural relevance because again, I'm sitting there surrounded by white people being taught by a white teacher who doesn't really get it either. And it's not so much, and, but it's not even that, um, you know, and everyone's like looking at the black kid, like, are we are we allowed to, what's the deal here? And you're just looking back like, no, don't fucking try it. (laughs) So, um, yeah. And so I think when I met a mixed race person for the first time and then ended up, you know, falling in love with them, um, for me, it was also a very different experience, you know, like holding hands and going down the street with somebody who was very different to me. Um, Whereas before, you know, like my idea of a girlfriend or dating somebody was a white girl who looked quite like me and acted like me and, had those traits that were very sort of British, whereas yeah. I feel that there are lots of little traits. Um, you know, even when you're dating somebody from a different country, like Italy, you know, like uh, you know, like that. That sort of that sort of there's a lot more passion behind most cultures that aren't British. Mm. Um, not that the British aren't passionate in their own way, but it's a very we're very conservative in a way in general, and it's a very sort of very sort of reserved culture, which is something that doesn't really suit me. Um, I think that Americans are much more bold, much more out there, much more confident in themselves. And I think that's something that people in England both like, but also dislike. Mm. Um, same with, you know, with Canadians, everyone's super polite, but you're not entirely sure what they're really thinking. Um, with, you know, and I, I, it just changes from culture to culture about what, you know, the, I think subtext is something I've always, always, always struggled so, with. So to go back um, um, Quickly back to saying walking
1: down the street with somebody from a different culture or different race from you. How was that like um, growing up in Surrey, where you say there's only one or two <laughs> like black people? We got there. pulled over. You got pulled over.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I didn't get. I wasn't there because I was working. But my mum, my brother, my grandmother, who was 83, and my then girlfriend, who was mixed race, um they're in this clapped out old old Corsa. My brother's learning to drive because he's 17. I'm 19 at the time. And um, my girlfriend was in the back seat with my nan, So no, with my mum, who had grey hair at that time. She was like, I don't know how old she was, because we don't know my mum's age. But um, she was like, well, yeah, it's, when you're like four, you're told, I was told very distinctly when I was four by my auntie, um, uh, a gentleman never asked a lady her age. And I'm like, well, the only lady in my life is my mum. And so I just instinctively forget how old she is. Um, It's almost like an automatic, nope, you don't need to know that. Mm -hmm. So I just won't know. I I mean, I think, I don't know how old she is. I think she's late 60s, I'm not sure. Um, We can work it out. But I wouldn't be able to give you a direct number (laughs) off my head and probably wouldn't try. But when it comes to her funeral, we're fucked. Because it's going to be standing there me and my brother being like, like, she died, aged, oh, fuck. Really? Yeah. really wow she'd have gone in next didn't she i mean yeah mum <laughs> But anyway sorry i've gone off point um so yeah like uh what was what we saying? what was the question oh
1: Concrete. what was it sorry what you said down um, you got pulled over from like work, working yeah with yeah your so sorry right,
0: so this copper pulls us over surrey police britain's finest they pull over my mum my mum and said that they thought they were joyriding. With an 84 year old woman in the front seat, the woman couldn't, I mean, my nan couldn't get out of the car. And what they'd really done is they'd seen a black girl in the back and being like, oh, in, a cl- in the back of a bloody clapped out um, car. It had L plates on it. <laughs> yeah. My mum, my mum's sitting there. Actually, I think my nan might've been in the back so they have no excuse. I mean, she didn't, I mean, she had a little, you know, the little old lady perns, she had one of them. And like, it's like, come on, mate. And so my mum's like, my mum got pulled over. And then she, my mum went ballistic. She was like, what do you mean bloody joyriding? My mother needs to get back, you know, before she shits herself. And like, it's like, she's that old. And this guy's like, um, 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 oh, oh, he's joyriding. My mum's an ex-teacher. That guy was fucked. And like, and then he pulls her over. he pulled her to one side and told her that if he kept, if she kept shouting at him in the street, he would, um, he would, he would give her a citation and have to arrest her for, um, for breach of the peace or something. And she was like, you racist motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> but she doesn't swear. So she probably called him a balloon or something like that. Yeah. It was equally mortifying. And this guy who blatantly was just doing it because he saw some black people. So it, he was so fucked. And I'm yeah. not saying that all oh, police are racist, that's stupid. It's not, they're not racist. But what I am saying is that this particular idiot pulled him over because it was pretty obvious. What was it like in the community now, Like walking? Um, it was different meeting the brothers. I was scared shitless of them. Yeah. Um, no, I mean in your community. Uh, well, what, in my village? Yeah. Um, well, generally speaking, it was all right. I mean, you know, like we've, we've generally quite a multicultural group anyway uh, for Surrey. I mean, we've got like a black guy, Charlie, <laughs> a really funny guy, absolutely top bloke, yeah. uh, really do love him, rips the piss out of me constantly, he's going to rip the piss out of me whoever hears this um but yeah really really great guy um and but and but the thing is i mean like yeah i mean that that was literally i mean he was literally my only point of reference
1: Mm.
0: Uh, and i didn't know him that well at the time either so um i think that it it people do look but in that way that they don't look but they notice yeah um and you know when you're going and I, i don't think that anybody in my area is racist or anything like that i just think that at the time, it was quite a whitewashed area. And yeah. so, you know, like, I think mixed race couples 10 years ago were still kind of a new thing. And I did yeah. feel like it was a little bit edgy. Um, I think,
1: I think, um, seeing it the other way around, it was like, I think we mentioned this in the, like a previous episode, like it was more common to see the black guy with the white girl. So I think, like, mm. maybe the white guy with the mixed race girl, or the black girl kind of maybe turn more head or people notice a bit more did you you, yeah did you feel that or that
0: i did i i felt like um i felt a few more eyes on me than i normally would not that there was anything wrong with either of us um i mean she was beautiful as well i mean to her credit she was crazy but she was beautiful but i think her being crazy is nothing to do with her race i think it's more to do with the fact that she was just nuts yeah um and her personality um but i also feel that coming into that personality do there is a lot of encroachment of upbringing and uh, the way that people um people kind of grow up and i think that you know like, for example food going back to food again you know it was the first time i'd had proper nigerian stew uh it was the first time that i'd had um you know like jamaican food or the first time i'd really be hanging around in you know in london what did you think uh, in, of the, the
1: what did you think of the nigerian food i used to live next door to nigerians it, it's all
0: right. It doesn't smell as good as it tastes, yeah. in my opinion. Um, there was a lot of shrimp and fish, which I don't, and I don't like fish, apart from sushi. So, oh. it was, yeah, that was a little bit of a hurdle. Do you get fully involved? Did you eat with your hands and stuff like that? Uh, they didn't eat with their hands. I, I, oh, I started okay. eating my hands when I was dating an Indian, Indian, yeah. Indian girl. And that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. I love that shit. It's like, you know, like, I can't eat curry anymore without using my hands. It's, it's really cool.
1: The Nigerians have this thing called, um, I think it's Eba. It's like this, almost like it almost feels like yeah. it almost looks like mashed potato, and they eat it with this like stew. and eat Yeah, kind it's of kind of doughy, dough. isn't and you, it? The, the way you're supposed to eat it, you're meant to put your hands in it and like really like dip into it. And um, I'm, I'm, yeah. like, for, for me, like I, cause I used to uh, live next to Nigerians, I used to go over to their house all the time, and I, I found that very hard to get into because I'm used to eating with a knife and fork, unless it's chicken, yeah. unless it's chicken or pizza or something. But yeah, to to eat this thing that's almost like mashed potatoes in my hand, like with, without a knife and fork kind of felt crazy to me at the time.
0: Yeah. You get that point where it's like, is it, was it the, the, It has its own micro, um, micro sort of politeness and like its own yeah. little things to it. So it's like, so it's like, is it rude to lick your fingers? <laughs> like, you know, like in, in some cultures, but not others, because in Indonesia yeah. they eat with their hands as well in India, they eat with their hands. And I'm like, but in India, you have to keep it below that knuckle there, yeah, like the first knuckle. Um, otherwise it's kind of messy if you're up to here you're definitely doing it wrong and i was up to like here when i first tried it and they were like oh bless and they were really sweet really accommodating about it and they were just like, like okay so try and keep blowing the up everyone else is spotless under here it looked like you know they look like they had little cat's paws they were just like <laughs> skilled skilled at it amazing and i but then after a little while i kind of got really into it and i started yeah. really loving it and like yeah like i say i mean i i love stuff like that i love yeah. um yeah because i'll just get stuck in as much as i can and like you know like and by the end of it, I'm just the odd one out because, you know, because I'm white. Um, but, and also because I'm, you know, like a guest in a way. So, I feel a bit,
1: so on the flip side now, how did they take you of being a white Englishman coming into their culture?
0: I think that it, it, it kind of, the deeper you go into the relationship you have, the more they take you seriously. Um, at first in every culture that I've in, I think it's the same in any culture, but Um. It becomes more important over time um, how you adapt to sort of culture, like the cultural sort of nuances. So particularly in Indonesia where I was completely immersed in culture and I was dating girls who were native, um, that was the most prevalent then, um, I would say, apart from maybe the Indian girl. But um, it, was, it was quite difficult. So firstly, you've got um, curfews. So I was dating a girl who's 25 at the time. And she had to go home at 11 o'clock because her sister told her that it was too late Hmm. and that she was to come home. And in England, that's unheard of Um, until, you know, and it felt very much like I was dating a 17-year-old, partly because she she was a lot smaller. She did look a little bit younger, even though she was older than me. Um, But I felt like when you've got all this freedom as an adult male um, in a different culture, and I'm completely remote from my parents by about a 12-hour flight, Um, and eight hours in time zone so I'm on my own I'm completely independent whereas this person's still acting like a 17 year old does here or a 16 year old does here where they're allowed to go out but they've only just started drinking and you know like things like that so that was quite difficult but also I don't think it was as difficult for me as it was for them but it felt like at the time um, it was a bit different but I I do think that there was a lot of cultural nuances for example that did come out to play and it's actually why we ended up breaking up and I came to a point where she wanted me to marry her um, because her friends wanted, because she was the last of her friends to not be married at the age of 26. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they get married really early there. And it's yeah. sort of a scene as you're a spinster of your 27 without her husband. And everyone was asking, Oh, when are you going to get married? When are you going to get married? I'm like, we've known each other for a year and a half. She hasn't even been back to England. Well, so um, I would, I was considering, but she asked me to, uh, okay. Firstly, I started to get a bit frustrated with, Um, This cultural um, thing where I was paying for everything, but that's bollocks. Um, She was just a bit of a gold digger. Um, She came from a subculture within her own culture where it was accepted that the man would be generous and pay for everything. And the woman wouldn't have to dip into a purse once, which is fine if you've got money. But I was somebody who was living on the equivalent of 500 pounds a month, um, which is a lot out there, but it's still not that much. Um, And so after a while I I started feeling inferior Secondly, it was a bit frustrating that someone else, that I was paying for this girl all the time. Um, and I, I believe in sort of, you know, equal footing. I mean, in the relationship I'm in right now, um, I've just put the dinner on, but she'll do the washing up. Or tomorrow, it's a weekend, I'm working, she's going to cook for me. So when I come, you know, when, when it comes to lunchtime, I've got something to eat. And, you know, she'll do all the washing up and the domestic stuff. But that's because it's equals, and that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, some um, culture, I think yeah. there's some culture a very does. much from the man's role
1: yeah in some cultures that is very much the case I, I, i've spoken to like people from different african countries where they feel it's their duty to sort of pay the bills sort of um a lot of pay volatility. pay pay for hol- pay for holidays pay for everything they feel like their responsibility
0: uh which, yeah, yeah i feel like that I, I do, harks back to you sorry go on
1: i do take some of it from it. i think if you're in the financial space to do so why not but i mean like if you're not in the financial space, why would you sort of almost bankrupt yourself to yeah. keep up like, almost a false pretence of yourself sort of thing?
0: I mean, for me, my girlfriend earns about, I wouldn't say double, but just quite close to double what I earn. Um, you know, because she's a very, very respected profession, especially these days. <laughs> um, hashtag NHS heroes. Um, but it's, um, which doesn't bother me, but it would bother me if... I was paying for everything still, even though she was making more. But I also think that that culture is, But we've moved in this direction, in a yeah. more feministic sort of, yeah. you know, like a woman can be adopted too type situation, yeah. which sounds archaic because it is. But I think that a lot of other cultures are still in that um, patriarchal, the man is the breadwinner thing that we had back in the sort of 60s, 50s, back when our parents were growing up. Um, I think oh. that...
1: So in in yeah. terms of in terms of culture now, um, do you find that there's a difference between? Obviously, there is a difference between like going abroad to somewhere where it's a complete different culture, or as opposed to dating somebody in Britain that's called, has, has like two cultures almost in one, like has a subculture being British and whatever country they their family originate from. You you have the Britishness in common, but obviously they have something else as well, like their family from whatever country. Like for me, my family's yeah. from Jamaica you find that easier, you find that harder.
0: It's harder. Um, it's harder to date someone who, well, cause I mean all the girls I was with had to have to some extent had an influence from either American or British culture. Yeah. Otherwise I wouldn't be fluent in English. Um, and they wouldn't really be able to get on with me on that level. Um, so you've already got that meeting point here. Yeah. Um, but I think that when it's a British subculture, um, particularly sort of a very strong one, um, it's, it's, it's the subtleties that are quite nuanced and i think that also one of the things that again did dis- distort the or made things difficult in my previous relationship with you know somebody who was from london um but indian it was um it was the fact that she she didn't seem to identify as being british she identified as being indian but also british yeah. Uh, or you know, like Indian living in Britain. Um, I might have that wrong. I'm sure I'll probably get a howler if she ever hears this. Well
1: from uh, my from my like interpretation of that, like I, I identify myself as British but also like Jamaican. The way people like a lot of immigrants people from immigrant families um identify being like sort of like British is that British is different from being English. We don't really consider ourselves fully English. Yeah, right? that's what yeah. she said a lot. Yeah. So is, that's, that is a common thing. So that's how we sort of feel like we, feel like we feel British as we're born here. We live, we live a
0: British citizen, but we don't really feel English. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. But I think that it, take, it took me a little while to get my head around that, because to me, it's a very flat argument nowadays. Yeah. But two or three years ago, I was confronted with that and um, and so was my friend when we were in the car with my my ex and it was a great you know we had a good time we started discussing this and she said that she identified with being Indian first and foremost because that was her first language yeah. she learned and then she learned English and I think that if you're brought up in a bilingual household which I, I mean I was but I happened to speak German because my mum taught it to me not because yeah. she was German so I feel that to have, I mean, partly I'm jealous. I'm jealous Sorry. that you get to have two cultures to pick and choose from. So to, cut, also, to
1: cut you quickly, was she born in India or was she... No, she born was England. born in England. She oh, was born in, was born okay. in
0: London. Okay. So that was the other thing was that I was like, okay, so, you know, she was like, oh, I don't feel English, I feel you know, like kind of yeah. Indian and English. But I was like, well, okay, look, look at your passport and I'm back to me and I'm look at yeah. your passport and I'm back to me. I'm like, Because I saw it as a sort of a quality issue. Yeah. I was like, well, why do you think you're not English? Yeah, You know, I like, uh, British as I am, I won't hear of it. To, um, <laughs> yeah,
1: like to mention that not every, not everybody from like an immigrant background has that feeling because I was speaking to somebody when I was at uni and she's, uh, I think from India, I think she was also, but her grandparents were from there this time and um mm. like were well, born there her, her, her parents and herself were born in england so she considered herself fully english she didn't like she don't consider herself also she, she actually knows she's asian but she does not consider herself like being indian or anything like that she considered herself being english so not everybody yeah. has that feeling some people completely i ident- completely like naturalize themselves well, sort of, like i'm english as opposed to like i'm half this or half that or
0: well I think it depends on how strong the roots yeah. your roots yeah. are because I mean I know that you know my ex her her parents came over from India, so yeah. they were very in yeah. living in England. Yeah. Um, but they you know the British passports, very, very, very patriotic British people. Yeah, they were extremely patriotic. I mean, like, more so than I've ever seen. Yeah. They were the most patriotic Brits I've ever, ever seen. But and they were fantastic. They were just like, so passionate yeah. about everything. It was amazing. I really, really missed that family. But um, I do think that um, they earned it. I mean, they 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 knew what it took to become yeah. British, whereas we were just born there, and it was like you know, well, that's what I am. Yeah, you know? A lot,
1: a lot of people from like like British like British colonies have that more that identification stronger than people over here. I think sometimes, because like, even my grandmother has that like, pictures of like the Queen in that place of like like tea yeah. sets with the Queen on it and stuff like that. I remember when yeah. um, Kate and um, William got married. And um, I slept through that shit. <laughs> over here. I slept through that shit. My grandma. Oh, no, I did
0: as well. Yeah, it was a yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, My grandma, my grandma the called me. Century, there's been yeah. you. It's like yeah, fuck. Yeah, my grandma stayed up until like fucking six in the morning to watch that shit. She's like, oh yeah, I, I stayed up to watch the wedding. I'm like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like, what? Well, it's it's just two people getting married, and they yeah. come out in a carriage, yeah. and everyone goes, oh my god, yeah. they're beautiful. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah that, that that type of thing like being born in this country, some people like we don't really like pay focus on it because like i was in um i was in chicago when not uh, just before um harry and megan got married and the mm. people in, people like in america that like, oh they get getting married are you guys gonna watch it i'm like no <laughs> probably not
0: yeah, uh, yeah. it's, my, it's my, 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 miss,
1: my missus made me watch it but uh, yeah if it was down to me i would have watched it
0: <laughs> i think it's more like down to sort of like how i mean because i don't really i i like the royal family i really do i think they're a yeah. good thing but I think they're more of a tourist good thing rather yeah, than are, an actual yeah. and don't get me wrong though I do think that the queen has better management skills yeah. than most than any politician or head of state yeah so I think also, she, if I'm a soldier I'd die for queen and country not yeah. for the whims of some asshole like Donald Trump yeah um, I think she did I think
1: they, I think she did make a real effort to sort of learn I think learn every learn what's going on in the country and everything I think she
0: really tried her hardest mm. yeah and, I think, um, and also I think that she sort of I mean, I, I think that you can't really beat the, the little buzz that everyone gets when the queen comes for a visit to their local yeah. town. And you're like, oh, my yeah. God, the queen! <laughs> it's just an old lady with a crown. Yeah. And she's going to go down the road, and you're going to be like... And everyone just goes batshit for it. It's like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to fucking sell a shit ton of bunting. She must be so sick of bunting. <laughs> like, imagine if everywhere you went, everyone was like waving little British friends. <laughs> like, oh, fuck, I get it. Jesus.
1: Now we've fed the way onto the royal family. What do you think about the whole... Um, Harry marrying somebody that's mixed race, and the whole,
0: oh, good the whole nightmare. Well, well, I mean, and you
1: think, and you think the way the media treated
0: her was racist. What, what do you think as a journalist? As a journalist, um, I, I don't think it should have mattered at all. Um, it's of course he's going to hate the British media. They destroyed his family. I mean, if yeah. my mum was killed by on a building site. I'd hate building sites. Yeah. The fact is that paparazzi stalked Princess Diana and caused her death. Yeah. Right. The um, because they knew that they could get pictures. They, yeah. Those pictures sold. And those fuckers kept taking pictures of this woman while she was dying in a car, which is beyond unforgivable. Yeah. That is something it you should be put in be jail locked, for, be for, just, yeah, for. Absolutely. Anyone that's disgusting. Yeah. The last thing that anyone should see is not someone taking pictures of them. I think yeah. that's wrong. Really. So if, if I was in Harry's position, and bear in mind that he's had mental health problems about it, yeah. no wonder he hates the British media. And then to have to have his wife, like the whole build up to their marriage and everyone's all like, oh, Thomas Markle's, and this cunt is slagging off his own daughter before a wedding, mm. you know, and it had, her family are all being shitty to them. And it's like, well, you know, like this girl is a very I mean, Megan is a very strong minded person. She's yeah. clearly very very career driven, she's beautiful, she's capable. But at the same time, she doesn't matter. Like mm. she matters just as much as Angelina Jolie does. She just happens to have married a British mega sort of superstar So we don't own Harry, we don't own Megan. Um, they're two adults who don't who want to form a life for themselves and that's great, but it's not worth two months, two weeks, two, three weeks of, of us giving a shit, of anyone mm. giving a shit. And so, but it's what people read. So if I write, for example, um, in my line of work, if I was to write a story that says something like um, Meghan and Harry go to, uh, spotted going to the shops and it looks like Meghan might have a slightly bigger tummy than before. Oh, speculation's rife. And then we have a royal source who I don't think is made up but it's weird how many of them the express has and um, you know it's it's kind of like um i don't work for express but it's kind of like well i mean i just like they, there's a human interest there from everyone else but i just i'm not one of those people who gets it do you think it myself. was
1: do you think it was racist or do you think she overreacted to the what they were uh, talking about her
0: no one has said anything or at least no one you can't get past ipso if you say something like the black princess or like, you know, I mean, because then you've got, and also, I mean, no one's like it would be crass to do, to say that um, it would be racist as fuck and it would be stupid. But you get people who like the sound bites, people like Piers Morgan, who, who are constantly causing controversy I mean, by really having very vanilla views that, are, you know, generally sort of either controversial, you know, it's the old Piers Morgan slammed X, Y, Z, who gives a fuck about him? He's just, I mean, he's a guy, he's just a human. He's, his opinion doesn't matter either. Um, but with with Megan, I just feel like, well, okay. So it's not really shocking that somebody who's in their 30s wants to have an independent life, mm. independent of um, an aristocracy and a lifestyle that her husband doesn't necessarily like and never has really truly enjoyed and has said that openly before he met her. Um, I don't feel like, I think that it's natural that they would want to carve their own lives. Obviously, they've got unimaginable wealth compared to the rest of us. Um, and obviously, they've got a huge advantage, which I am envious of. Um, because, the see the the
1: the yeah. it, they didn't sign up. It wasn't something he signed up to do. It was just something he yeah, went into. Um, so she so technically he, did. Yes, yeah, I mean, he, she did. But she he did, he, totally but he did. Didn't. Yeah, he, she definitely did, but he didn't. And um, obviously, he's seen his mum being run off the road and like, pretty much killed. Why, like, mm. and, he, and he feels like they're trying to hound his wife, of course he's got to be protective.
0: Yeah, I'd right? okay, go fucking batshit. Yeah. I would go crazy. Right. I mean, that's like, that's like if your if worst fear was spiders, yeah. uh, not worst fear, but you know, the thing that really made you upset was spiders. And every time you, you know, and just for having your wife, a spider keeps coming up in the fridge. Yeah. Like, after a while, you're going to throw the fucking fridge out. Yeah. You know, that's, it's a fact. Well, it's not facts it's common sense but yeah go on sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there
1: no i agree with you like um yeah i definitely agree with you on that of course of course mm-hmm. he's going to want to protect his wife and protect his family and i feel that you yeah. have the right if, as long as he's not taking taxpayers money still i don't give a shit.
0: yeah i, I don't agree with the whole like sort of paying somebody to do nothing um yeah. but then again i mean they do, they, of... to
1: be fair they do bring in a lot of money to the country and everything
0: yeah, yeah like the whole shit that. about like losing his HRH status is bollocks as well because everyone knows him as Prince Harry. Yeah, yeah like not
1: gonna stop calling him that.
0: Yeah, it's like if P, it's like whenever P Diddy used to change his name, yeah. everyone still knew as P Diddy. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But I, find,
1: I find it I find it funny that they had to change their Instagram names. It's like fuck you, I can I, I don't <laughs> call it myself. If I call myself Prince Marlon, now, we like, got, got to change my, my, my yeah. name. My name get changed.
0: Oh, you don't have the HRH title. And also, like, what the fuck is with these royal insiders? Like, what the fuck is that crap? It mm. does my head in every time. It's like it's like a royal insider said, Meghan may be feeling a little bit. Jazzed up this week? No, 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 no. Wait. It's like it's like Megan. Megan may have been a little bit frustrated by what happened, said a royal insider. Fuck you, like actually, fuck you. Of course, she feels frustrated. She's yeah. just had a fucking name in the fucking papers in a bad way. She's got people commenting on her bullshit. It's just absolute trash. And we're standing there, and we're like, I mean, we're everyone in my office is really well-qualified, really intelligent people. And half the reason why we were writing this stuff is because there's a readership. So if people weren't interested in it, we wouldn't write about it. It's We've got, you know, I've gone into this before, but we've got systems that show us, you know, what people are reading. And if someone's reading, if there's a huge, huge interest of like, say hundreds of thousands of people want to read one story about Megan, we're going to write a second story about Megan to give you more. You know, we're going to produce something that's working um, in the same way that if... You know, like if I'm doing 50 miles an hour and I go up to 55 miles an hour, you know, I'm gonna get there faster. I, I don't know yeah. where I'm going with that, but my point is, you know, like I don't know. It's like if it's I'm like, enjoying getting get gin, i another gym. But no, if it's, like, it's like if you have
1: a store and you see a product selling like like, hot, like hotcakes or whatever they say. it, hmm. then got that like, shop's you, gonna you,
0: buy more stock.
1: You gotta go buy more of that stock and sell yeah. less of the other stock. You've got to buy less of the other stock and buy more of this oh, yeah. every time, every Obviously, time you yeah, go to your you, supplier, you're not
0: going to go. It's like the stock market of yeah. news. Yeah. You're not... um, but we know that there are things that sell. If it yeah. leads, it leads. Yeah. You know, like, so you're more likely to read about a murder than you are about yeah, exactly. uh, what a mum did in a garden.
1: Yeah. It's like, if Kit Kats are selling more than Snickers, I'm, I'm going to buy more Kit Kats to sell and, sell, um, and yeah. buy less Snickers. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah.
0: It. It's literally just a bidding war of news. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite interesting actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, you know, but it, it works like the stock market. It works yeah. like the stock exchange, it works like everything. If there's if if there is supply and demand. And I think that while I'm never going to criticize people for liking what they like, I think that it is good to have the royal family, but what yeah. I don't find healthy No, and I also think that a little bit of um a little bit of royal pomp, I mean no one does that like the British, and it's yeah. a really beautiful, charming part of our culture. But it is something that when it comes to the other side of things where these are just people, yeah.
1: So what I gotta say? Um, do you think it was like sort of a, a move by the royal family by him marrying a, a mixed race person, or in or like a biracial person? Think like, oh, we want to show that we're down with the times and sort of thing, and get somebody that's not gonna ever be king. <laughs> of, no, that that's n- not ever gonna be king. This move doesn't really matter, but to the public, it looks like we're down with the kids.
0: No, or, I, I think that if you, you watch Sue, she's beautiful. I think that if you uh, look at if you know, like this is somebody who's a powerful not a powerful person, but you know got a very ambitious person it, it, yeah. i can imagine that would be quite attractive to anybody
1: he's been known as a rebel anyway but do you think they had a talk with him before like yeah what you're doing actually because there, there was this talk about because obviously she's from america and also the black people in america originate from slavery and now you've got slave blood in royal family and that whole bollocks they were mentioned yeah. just before they got married do you think they did have a like talk with him like yeah we what, what, what do you think you're doing type thing before we go on um How was it bringing home like yourself, bringing home a biracial person?
0: I think that it was, um, it was more worrisome the other way around. For me, my parents were quite open about everything, but not everything. It didn't matter for shit for us. At the end of the day, it's somebody who's come here, sit down and have some dinner with us. Mm. And they were like, and they thought she was lovely at the time. Uh, Later on, they changed their minds. But at the time they thought she was lovely, You and she's a person who's who's different, Um, but, perfectly charming i mean she had the same accent as me as well which was quite nice actually in a way um so i I found that quite attractive as well because that was a similarity on a very Mm. sort of basic level but anyway um this person was posh educated interesting um you know like and she was lovely but um and it didn't really matter to anybody really um on my side but the other way around it 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 felt a bit like I was sort of being taught things. Um, They weren't racist at all. They were lovely people. And also, you know, dad was white anyway, but it it felt a lot more drastic a difference. Um, And, but I think that's partly because it's a different area to where I was used to. Um, I think that going to Surrey, you know, like the Surrey Hills isn't exactly hard. It's kind of like, um, but I think that sort of the other way around it was a bit different um, because it's a different area. It's a different upbringing. It's different. Type of um, sort of you know, and it's a different sort of. I mean, it, the, sounds,
1: you know, the current... it, sounds, it sounds like your upbringing in terms of like dating sort of similar to mine, where like nobody in my family really said anything about who you can and cannot date, like what race. It was no. never was never racing, and, I, mean, like, I never I could, had a problem. I could, with it. Yeah, I could always date whatever race I it's wanted. Really to race. Because I didn't and, need yeah. it didn't to. Yeah, and nobody, yeah, nobody like really cared. So I've got like I've got like white people in my family as well, and it's, it's like no, no, nobody cares.
0: Hmm. yeah i've got, I I've, got I've got
1: mixed i've got like mixed race cousins and everything like,
0: like everybody's cool nobody cares <laughs> yeah with the race thing i think that it go going to sort of segue a little bit it's less about race more about culture yeah um because um one of the things that i found quite difficult is that cultures where um for example i was asked to convert to islam um and that was that was where i, I re- where it really hit home that actually, I was never going to belong in that culture. Um, For me, it was, my dad said it to me, actually. He said that you will never be Indonesian, no matter how, you know, if you were to learn the language, if you were to do whatever, you'd still always be the foreigner within their culture. You'd always be the foreigner. Mm. Um, And I think that that's one of the reasons why being mixed race from two completely separate countries is different to being, because you've got a much more fuller, this is mine this is yours type yeah, of situation yeah. whereas with mixed race it can vary and therefore those variations are little nuances that you do or, have to
1: or even mixed culture i'll say because obviously mm. i'm from like jamaican background but born in there so over here people are like oh you're jamaican but if i go to jamaica people are like oh you're you're, you're english so it's, like, yeah, it's an interesting thing that i remember like walking through a market in jamaica and this guy just points at me goes, and I'm like I'm like, how, like, I'm like, how do you even know that? Like, how do you even know that? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Yeah. yeah, so there's that as well. So that, like, yeah, can be hard.
0: Well, my girlfriend said that if we went to Ghana, like she's half Ghanaian, and she says yeah. that if we went to Ghana, she would, they would point to both of us as if we were both white. And I'm like, but look, I'm, I'm standing in the mirror, love. I'm telling you, and I don't mean to be racist, but you're not white. Mm. And she goes, she goes, yeah, but they all think I'm white. I'm like, it's interesting. Are they, are they blind?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> How? That's, that's actually quite interesting the other way around because the, you heard of like, especially in America, they have the one drop rule where if you have one drop of black in you, you're black. It doesn't matter. That's stupid. To have to have that sort of thing in. in that's their, really stupid.
0: Yeah, but they're like, so separatist yeah. from each other. It's so stupid. It's like, like even
1: like even is? the whole first black president. He's like actually mixed race. <laughs>
0: yeah well i don't yeah. know i mean it's, no because his dad i don't know I, don't I think, know. His, dad, I I think his mom or
1: something's wife
0: yeah like but i mean he came from i don't know did his dad come from here i don't know who cares kenya, I mean, I think kenya yeah kenya i think it yeah. was but i mean who cares? I mean, and that's the point though it's like he yeah. made the point you yeah. know like it doesn't matter it matters yeah. that he's american but yeah if he, I, he's a good leader
1: i find that yeah. that's quite interesting that like over in africa and ghana that they will consider her white. That that's quite interesting
0: yeah, I, I'm actually quite upset that I didn't get to go over there because I wanted to experience that as well. I'm not saying that I wanted to experience the racism or anything like that, but I wanted to, and I don't think it would have been racist. That's the thing. I also find that that's actually quite an interesting dynamic is that if we, if, if a sort of, you know, white English person were to have pointed to uh, to my girlfriend and gone, oh, you're, you know, like you're different or you're, you know, like you're in Actually, yeah, with the Indian family, we had this running joke that I was their white person um, but I, so in return, I would say, you know, like it was, it was perfectly acceptable in the house for me to just go, Oh yeah, my Indians. And then I just started casually referring to them as my Indians. Cause I meant my, yeah, exactly. Your face is saying it all because, yeah, but they refer to me as their white boy and every, no one flinched. Everyone was like, Oh yeah, he is that white guy. You know, like, cause I belonged with them. Um, but if I was like, these are my Indians who belong, who I belong with, you know, like in that context or, you know, like, but I already sound like I'm having to make an excuse for saying if the exact inter- same if, thing if
1: it's interesting the whole thing with racism. I think, like now, this like racism kind of only works one way now. You can't like yeah white white people can't get away with being racist. Like you, well, just, you like, can,
0: just, but you, you just you can, get them, but a
1: dick. no, not get away with it. I think you get called up on it really. Like I could say something racist towards white people on this podcast. I reckon and well, I dare not, you? There'll be probably no outcry or anything. I could put up a clip on Instagram of both of us saying something racist, and guaranteed there's got to be more reaction to your racism.
0: Oh yeah, no, I, my career would be over.
1: Yeah, like,
0: but I mean, I don't want to say anything racist. I do say racist things because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> um, not racism, but in the context of the fact that, in the context within my relationship as it stands, is that I'm with a mixed race person who knows I'm not racist. Otherwise, I wouldn't be living here. Um, but so for me, it's quite funny to in my in my fucked up little head, it's hilarious in my head for me to say something again in my head that is racist, but blatantly sort of chauvinistic. You know, like, for example, if you pretend that you're a chauvinist, mm. it's like, yeah, you know, a woman's work is to, you know, like it will start saying things about women's work because I'm being sarcastic, but that nuance isn't, that works if I'm pretending to be sexist, you know, and probably am a little bit sexist depending on where you stand on the scale. But um, with with racism, it's, it's such a tender thing because I can say something like, you know, like, oh, fetch me that, you know, like, Oh, fetch me the thing. And when you're done with that, you know, like you can continue being my ma- my housekeeper yeah. or something like that. And she will just—I mean, she's a doctor, so she's not my housekeeper. Very much the opposite, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, but you so, see what I mean? It's—it's it's just because the nuance is there historically. Yeah. Even though, if she was to make the same joke in reverse, it just wouldn't land either way. Yeah. Um, so that, it's kind of weird yeah. how it would be an insult one way, but not the other but because of history that was hundreds of years before I existed.
1: It's just the history involved in it. it. just means that, yeah, you can never, you can't get away with it as a white person,
0: I don't think. Yeah, but it's also, I think that it's also about sort of American culture's influence as well, yeah. because I think that while I accept that British culture, I mean, you know, as I said before, with the car and with with being pulled over, because my girl, I mean, you know, can't 100% say it's because she was black, but didn't pull over anyone else. Um, you know, it's... um. And I, I can't comment on racism because it's me, and because why? Because I won't. It's it's what she keeps saying is that I won't have experienced racism myself. Even though actually, when I was in Indonesia, people were saying stuff like, "Oh, you're the bule, you're a bule," mm. which means you're a foreigner, but it's rude. It's sort of like you know, like if if I was like, "Oh, that black guy over there, that black guy," you know, pointing at you, it, it would be it would be frowned upon. Um, So I would say that that is racism objectively. Yeah. But I don't give a fuck, you know, because what luck i'm white i, bet, know, I guess work.
1: like that's more like of a like you being over there is more just of an experience sort of thing that like you're like yeah but it home. was just
0: as racist that they were yeah. shouting at my girlfriend saying you're you're only with him because he's white because yeah. he's a rich boy because that's racist that's like me yeah, saying you're right. only with her because she's black and she's cooks well and she's got a big ass yeah you know or something like that that's just as racist
1: actually that's um, quite that's quite interesting that you you actually mentioned that because yeah, why why is it why is it any difference? You're in a different country. You're probably going in a minority. To, yeah, you're a minority. You're probably less um, less advantaged. You know, oh yeah, we're right fucking scared society. as well. Yeah, so yeah, why is it why is it
0: more acceptable for them to treat you? Badly? Well, it's not. But I wouldn't say I was treated badly ever. Really, yeah. I mean, but I no, we were we were obviously we were obviously told to pay more for things because they assume because we we're white. Once I'd say the only time I've really experienced any, I experienced racism from an Indonesian person twice. Once was because we were on a bus and they asked for an extra like three or 4,000 from the white people, but they're pretty blatant about it. And it was a bit like my friend was pissed off. I was, everyone was pissed off, but at the end of the day, it was 3000. That's like 15, 20, 30 P. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't a big deal. And in fairness, we probably made a shit ton more than they did. Um, but we were singled out because of our race, which is racist. Mm-hmm. Um, another time I was told that I was at a party in Germany, but I was, I was with Indonesians and everyone was, fantastic, had a great time, we we're, were celebrating Eid, Eid Mabarak or whatever it is and you know really, oh no it was Indonesian Ida Fitri, um, I can't remember what it's called but yeah they had this big celebration, it's like an independence day and um, I was there having a good time with everybody and this girl was sitting, was sitting there and I, I got a bit carried away I was like because we were um, competing and this garden game I was like and she goes you were baring your teeth at me and I was like well yeah it was, it was a joke. And the and everyone else was like well, why is she kicking off? I'm like I don't know why is she kicking off? And like I was definitely a minority and mm. you know like and so she started having a go at me for being a drunk alcoholic and how all boule are the same that we think we can just go around picking up girls and that because she doesn't like me doesn't mean that you know like and I was just like I was genuinely like saying to her like person to person I was like but I'm not an alcoholic and she's like, all boule are alcoholic and I'm like yeah. no that's racist yeah, that's you know like you can't amazing, call me alcoholic yeah. just I mean it's culturally evident. You know we're not alcohol we're heavy drinkers as a culture but that's because you know vikings were heavy drinkers you know it doesn't mean that they were racist i just i don't know i mean i think these cultural stereotypes do exist yeah and that when you're in a relationship with somebody who's in uh, you know and more you kind of kind of get into other cultures the more you as a person have to break down those stereotypes um so, and their own behaviors
1: so do you think it's possible for like somebody to be with a racist, like somebody from like a man, like a minority to go out with a, ra- a racist. I think that is possible. Uh, that happens. Tense,
0: yeah. Um, but how, how would you, but why would you choose that? I mean, like, why would you choose somebody who instinctively kind of didn't appreciate everything about you? I mean, it's just a fundamental of any relationship.
1: Weird. It's a very, it's a very weird dynamic, I think.
0: But I but think you wouldn't be friends that's with somebody who yeah. you knew was racist. Yeah. Unless it, it was for a mission reason, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, like, unless it was like some sort of conversion thing, but that's your yeah. ego. That's not, yeah, you know, like, does, well, that's, that's your sort of little Christianity mission or whatever it is.
1: I think, like, um, I think, I think Mariah Carey is a, I think maybe mixed race or quarter or something. So exactly. she, she looks like, she looks I pretty much white. Yeah, so did I. More, everybody thought she was white, but yeah, she pretty much looks white. But apparently she was married to somebody that who's white and he was sort of like having to suppress her, like, identification being black or like Is she like, saying that I
0: pre or post relationship? I think
1: that's post but yes, yeah I reckon my ex
0: probably thinks the same of me yeah. that I was oppressing her, yeah. her heritage yeah. but, but actually that that you will uh, you will automatically impose your own heritages yeah. on each other and I think that the most dominant um, heritage generally tends to be you know like being white is you know like white culture in whiter traditionally white areas like America or like Britain or like France and places like that you are gonna automatically be oppressing their sense of identity. And I think that's something you have to be very, very careful of when yeah. you are dating yeah. somebody who's from a different culture. So, um, the, because
1: so when you're dating somebody from a different culture, do you learn like, for example, like for example, my uncle's married to a Polish lady. Mm-hmm. And um, she, learned, she she spoke to my mom and she got my mom to teach her how to cook, cook certain Jamaican foods and everything. Oh, so that's when awesome. you're, yeah, So when you're like dating somebody from a different culture, do you- Oh yeah.
0: I'm in in the kitchen yeah hell yeah I'm in the kitchen because there's so much to learn there's so much stuff I wouldn't normally get to do and it's such an opportunity so and also it's such a bonding thing so like you know I used to sort of I I, I, like learn to cook with her mum with their mums if I was allowed to you know if if I was welcome to Um, I think there's also sometimes a bit of formality in some cultures that's a bit frustrating at first because you have to kind of be really really I feel very anxious when I have to deal with people like that, but they usually tend to melt after a while because I'll treat everybody as the same anyway. Um, but there is a formality. Um, but I think once that breaks down, um, there, I think that it's kind of like, also there's like sort of two sides of it. You've got that sort of what's expected within the culture, but those are rules that they understand that I don't understand. And I will therefore break those rules. I will therefore not conform to rules. I will not understand things that are going on as much as um, somebody from that culture. Well, and again, that's led to quite a few breakdowns of relationships, um, particularly with the Indian girl. She would often talk about how there were very little nuances that, um, that I didn't have a way of understanding that she either assumed that I would understand because she'd grown up it,
1: mm.
0: or um, I felt she saw, thought, thought less of me for not getting and therefore felt a bit more... I don't know, it kind of like was a little bit of a fracture within us as a couple um, because I would do something that was a faux pas without realising it or um, and then I'd have to rely on her a lot more to get social cues that she assumed everyone understood because that's what she knew. Um, but Did that, that, that
1: Did that cause a lot of difficulties though?
0: It was a precursor to I would say quite a lot of our breakup. Um, for example, I want, you know, naturally I want to move as far from the nest as I can Whereas coming from a more collectivist culture, like being Indian or um, you know or Southeast Asian, uh, you there's that more of a draw inwards towards the family, yeah, and yeah. the family are a bigger deal. So for me, I want my girlfriends to get on with my parents, um, but if they and if they do, then I mean I wouldn't go out with somebody who thought who told me my mom's a bitch, because you know it's my mom. Fuck you. Um, Would but, you
1: because I know in some like, um, like Indian cultures and everything, they have their in-laws moving in with them. Would you, you, how do you think you would have coped in that?
0: You yeah. see, that was one of the things that, I did, that did come up uh, with more Indonesians than anything else. But it was, if I'm bringing in on, because the, the Western sort of view of a family is, you know, man, wife, two kids. Mm-hmm. And when dad or mum get a bit too old, you know, like we'll, we'll build an annex, uh, you know, just to sort of keep an eye on them just in case they need help but it's not because they're coming to move in with us. But it's, you know, I mean, there's pros and cons to every situation. I think that a lot more now uh, with people getting older, it's becoming a bit more, we're gonna have to look after dad at some point. I think though that the idea of coming home to not being able to have sex in my own house because her dad's sitting on my sofa eating my crisps <laughs> <laughs> fuck me off um and i think though that you know or like you know or like you know just walking in and being like why are there other people who is this person on my couch who isn't yeah. my friend and it's like oh yeah it's dad's friend he's gonna stay here for a couple of the, for a couple of more hours i like who the fuck is a stranger you know i mean like it's just it, it's yeah like i found yeah,
1: hmm? that quite odd like you can't even cuddle with your missus on the sofa because yeah
0: and also i mean also that was another thing that i i like with a lot of my exes, I I, I wasn't allowed it, when I was at their house. I wasn't allowed to stay the night, um, and that happened a lot. And but the other way around was fine. So if they wanted to stay at mine, they could, and their parents didn't have a problem with that. But if I wanted to stay at theirs, it was a huge no-no. I'd be in separate rooms, or I wouldn't. I'd have to go home at like one in the morning, and like their dads would stay up to make sure there was no hanky panky. And I was Let's like, touch. what are you doing when you're not looking?
1: Let's like, touch. Know Let's touch on that because um, I think I mentioned in the previous episode how um, me and my missus were staying in like hotels like yeah you did, every week it. yeah um it, like our, our culture is not that strict but it's just that sort of no no you just like staying over it's just both of our parents would not like it so we just don't if, if we didn't like it was not like a hidden thing like our parents know that we're together but they hmm. it's just that like we're not gonna do it we're not gonna be. Under their roof, staying over and all that, and just yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, I mean, my
0: girlfriend now she won't, she won't, um, sort of, she doesn't like the idea of canoodling, so to speak, and um, you know, like under my roof at home, I yeah, live with my parents. I think that that's partly because she's an adult, um, and cause she has her own place, but also, you know, it seems a bit juvenile, I think, but um, sorry, yes. sorry go on. I'm-
1: so um to talk to to go on to your missus like uh, she's um half Ghanaian so uh, which parent is which like the which which parent uh, her mum's
0: the Ghanaian mum's um, yeah and dad,
1: her dad dad's, her dad's white but, is he? yeah her dad's white English white white yeah. English okay so yeah. are they are they still together and everything
0: yeah 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 you know, happy as well. I and mean, they're absolutely lovely Um do
1: you find with like mixed race people that they lean towards one culture or they try to be a bit of both would you? I think it would depend
0: on where you lived. Um, so for example, if we were to live, um, because you would naturally adapt as much as you could to your surroundings. Yeah. So I feel that if, for example, um, I was to have, you know, like I think if we're living here in England, um, you're going to do things more Englishly and because I'm English, obviously that culture is going to be dominant. Mm. Um, not to say she's not English, but you know, she's more English than I am in many ways. But I think that, um, that if i when i was living in indonesia for example i would have to naturally abide by more indonesian rules because i'm in indonesia um that idea of being that guy who orders chips in a chinese (laughs) equally i'm not going to pretend that i'm like part culture after a year um you're not you're a tourist still really you just you happen to have a house instead of a hotel and you know like you happen to have you know made a few more friends that were local um but you're not you're still still a british guy in indonesia um
1: so to cut you do you feel that you can ever be fully part of a like a different culture if you're like for either not from there you're from a different race Do you you can ever fully be accepted as part of that culture
0: yes and no Uh, i think you'd always be the english guy no matter who no matter what you you know i mean it's sort of like you know like what's it called um was it Beyonce? It was like, oh, no, J-Lo was all like, you know, I always know where I came from. But of course, yeah. you, you're never going to shake that because that's yeah. who you are to start think with. That's your that base date. But well, what you build so off of that is different.
1: To segue back to what we discussed earlier in the episode where, like, you said your girlfriend that was born in um, England but from Indian mm. heritage considered herself Indian foremost then like, British afterwards. And mm. kind of that whole thing. I think that's sort of the way you thought people from, like, like immigrant background especially people that are black or Asian or anything like that where you stand because they live
0: in within yeah. a community yeah. of Indian people yeah but I mean like black but just so, being
1: just being in England as a black person you don't or you never feel like you're 100% British just because of your yeah. like almost your like your skin color almost How do you yeah like,
0: I, I never I really think, thought about that yeah because I mean because I mean obviously because I'm coming it's from
1: like like exactly how you were saying, going to um Indonesia, you could go, you could go into their culture, submerge yourself, learn the language, but you never—I don't think you would ever feel to the point that you're Indonesian.
0: No, no, and you could adopt think, it, but yeah. you'll never 100 percent be there. I think
1: race does does unfortunately play a big part in how you identify yourself. As well a, yeah, because you look different. Yeah, yeah, but it's a
0: fact. I mean, it's not a question of you know racism, but it's yeah. a fact.
1: We're never going to be Chinese. We're never going to be. <laughs> we can learn mandarin we can learn cantonese but we're never gonna be that
0: yeah but i think that it's also about what culture you feel most comfortable in um going back to what i said before about how while i've been you know i am british and very proud to be so i've never 100 percent been okay with the microculture around me um so therefore there are sort of bits that you adapt but i think that in your own home you can create your own culture Mm. um which you know for example hippies still british hippies but very different culture to um somebody from say yorkshire yeah uh, you not know, a hippie i guess so you get yorkshire hippies
1: that's, that's actually interesting how you actually that like, you mentioned that because um i think there's so many like living in this Brit like the small uk like there's so many subcultures as there yes, is London, man. so so like somebody, a white person from London might get along with somebody like me better than somebody up north because it's just complete different attitude. And like, for example, we, us Londoners, well, we're quite antisocial. We don't like speaking to people on buses. And I'm bad like at that the culture, is so, the culture is so different. Uh, like we went to, um, to Union, Stoke and Trent, um, Staffordshire. The one thing that kind of caught me out is, you know, in London, like when the, when the bus comes, everybody just runs to the bus, powers onto it. Like nobody gives a shit.
0: Yeah, it's a you big push, crowd.
1: Yeah, you push your old lady out of the way to get on that bus. In London, nobody gives a shit. Everybody just... I, I'd
0: probably give a shit if someone pushed an old lady in front of me. I'd probably say something. But yeah, Even in like, London, I'd tut at them. I definitely would tut, tut.
1: No, but I think in London, there's no, like, oh, I'm letting you on the bus first. I'm like, does matter if I, I just came here and you've been waiting for half an hour? I don't mean that I'm literally going to push your old lady out of the way, but that's the attitude. Nobody's letting somebody on. Say the bus that, just, but it, looks, it yeah. sounds a bit like you have. But, but anyway, I'm pushing away the old lady out of the way. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> My point is that I'm be trying to make is that um, like going like living in, in um, Staffordshire, like everybody queues to get on the bus. Like yeah. there's a long queue, like British
0: way. Like, yeah,
1: your queue you queue. Like if the you know, really? person has been waiting, there half an hour. The first person he gets on first. That's how it works. I remember seeing the bus. I walked straight to get onto the bus every day. Nobody said anything, they just gave me a look. Oh, mate, I bet you were shunned. Yeah. And I was like... I, mean, I, oh. bet they, I bet they talked about it afterwards. I looked over and everybody just gave me a look. And I was just like, oh shit, so yeah, I went to the back. So yeah,
0: you like you're supposed to. We get the fuck to the back of the... I went to, to the, the, the back of the
1: line. I went to the back of the line, I'm like, oh shit. You're damn I'm fucking
0: no, right.
1: I'm, I'm like, tw- I'm in my twenties. I've never, ever lined up for a bus. This is the first time I'm doing this. But yeah, like, Yeah, like that,
0: that's, that's what I mean about yeah. the little cultural things yeah. that you just don't pick up until yeah. you realize you fucked
1: it. I think most Londoners in that circumstance would have probably done exactly the same thing I did because you came from a, you come from a violent, because being in London, everything's fast paced. You need to, everybody's rushing onto everything. There's no, you can't, there's no time where we're going to line up or civilize and everything. Everybody just needs to be, I need to get to work. I need to get home. I need to get everywhere. So we all, we come from that rushing culture. So, i yeah, very individualistic I'm, as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's all about me. I don't care if you waited half an hour. I'm getting oh, on this bus before oh, you. Tough. So that's how that's the culture I've come from. Yeah, and it's, not, that it's, not that, it's not that I'm being rude or anything. It's just how things yeah, are. Yeah, you are. You've been a cunt. But London, that's what I'm saying. London, that's, the, that's the culture in London. We're more... Yeah, you don't we're, have to be we're a anti, cunt. We're, we're anti-social. And that's how everybody is. So no, that's but how it. you
0: don't have to be anti-social. You choose to be anti-social. You choose no, to be... No, that's how it is.
1: That's how it is. Because I remember, like people people from Just because other people
0: are doing it doesn't mean you can't be a gentleman I mean if that little old lady instead but, of maybe I'm her over like you did <laughs> but, but there's, right.
1: re- there's, re- there's reasons for these things like London that uh, we we're, were less anti-social because we were more suspicious of people that's the reason why we yeah. to talk to people you're thinking if somebody you know you're not going to have a little chit chat with somebody in the street because you're thinking they're going to mug me or something they're, they're, no, somebody, I always found that. Somebody, They're up to something. There's a reason why we have to sort of protect ourselves as opposed to somebody from another
0: place in the United Kingdom where... Do you think that's more to do with the fact that everything's overpriced and you're quite close together all the time? There's no personal space. Probably, probably, yeah. Because I found that I feel more aggressive after living in London for a month or two. I want to... I mean, I I would think about getting in fights for no reason.
1: Because... back to going back um back to stoke and trent i was in the super i was going to the supermarket one time and this guy just out of the blue came up to me and goes oh nice headphones and i'm like yeah he's like oh what
0: uh, yeah but i'd assume i was getting robbed under yeah. circumstances but
1: like up there he was just making chit chat with me and he's like oh what you like did it play good music and um what do you listen to on your phone i'm like yeah yeah but like hey, you
0: blatantly about to get robbed yeah come, come, but
1: coming from london I'm like, this guy is trying to rob, rob me. So I'm yeah. sort of being like, what the fuck? What, like, what?
0: At what point are you going to pull a yeah. knife?
1: Yeah, I'm like, what's going on here? I'm like, what am I being mugged here? And I, yeah, told somebody, I told somebody else from London he's like, are you getting were you getting robbed or something? I'm like no, he's just having a chit chat about my headphones. And literally, that's all he did. He chit- had a chit chat. I, I, yeah. I don't know if he was in the he, he was in the market to buy new headphones or something. He was just yeah,
0: it's probably just a guy who's like yeah. I, I actually want to get some of them. Yeah, and he's not going to follow that yeah. up with now gimme. He's going <laughs> to say um, but whereabouts did you buy them? Just out yeah. of interest. Yeah, yeah. you know exactly my, my son would love some. Yeah. Yeah. and there's like you know it's like oh no 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 I've been yeah. saving up for it quite yeah. some time. I hope they're not two hundred pounds.
1: <laughs> so that's exactly what he was probably doing. There was no aggression. They just like, they went on his way and everything was all right. And I went to the field market, went home. And there was no knife pulled out, like my life in danger. Oh, but yeah, but like, yeah, growing up in London, he, those situations end up in giving me your headphones now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what's so sick, yeah. I know when I go to London, I'm really, really, really hyper alert Hyper alert yeah. about my, where my wallet is. Yeah. I'll check it like seven times. Yes. But, go never been robbed yeah so, so
1: exactly so that's exactly the reason why we're less anti-social you're like oh somebody coming up to you talking on the bus or he's trying to you might be pickpocketing you for you know distracting you yeah it's
0: this low level of aggression that's been yeah. bred of random peaks of high aggression yeah. that don't or shouldn't have existed yeah but whereas i think that and i also think that um in london and in metropolitan areas in general i mean new york's similar yeah. this is a very individualist culture Everyone's i can imagine exactly nowhere. the same yeah yeah, and uh, people barge into you. And I think yeah. it, once someone does something like that to you, you want to fight them because yeah. it's in the sub.
1: Yeah, but so, like- so to take that culture to go to another culture with more laid back, things are slower pace, people more calmly, things change, things are different. And you have to, like, it, it is a culture shock because like, oh, I, I live, I've lived in the United Kingdom my, most of my life and um yeah so i'm used to that but like going off growing up there is like, oh this is different this is different these people are completely different i can't really even
0: identify i with found much i found time is a huge factor in things like yeah. that like yeah. the way that people do things according to a schedule yeah fucks me off in indonesia they would be 20 30 minutes late and um like you know my girlfriend says there's black people time. there's yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. i was on bmt or something like that and i was like what's what's bmt <laughs> like yeah and i was right, like yeah. i think you said it before as well Jamaica, are like the worst for that, Apparently, no, apparently we are,
1: we are the worst for that besides me, because I, I like to be on time. Yeah. You're
0: punctual, but you said yeah, it like, yeah. uh, on my birthday or the yeah. wedding and you went, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm remarkable. Yeah, and I was I like, well, wh- why are you? remarkable?" remarkable? like, yeah, I'm on time. I'm like, yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. I think something my
1: people like in my family have, like, we like to be on time. Going out with my missus, like, like she agitates me on time. Like we need, I need to get there on time. Like going to the airport. I need, I need to be there three hours early. I need to be there on that. I need to get there early. That's how I am. I get really yeah. Maybe
0: two there. hours and early. I get. I get. get. Yeah, yeah. I get in a bad well, mood. I mean, yeah. Good reason though. Like, what happens if there's traffic? What happens if Yeah, exactly. If there's, like, X, Y, exactly. Z. You need to accommodate for yeah. those situations. Yeah, you need to. It's 100% deadline. Yeah. You cannot you miss to. that plane. Yeah. It costs 200 quid. Yeah, you need to. 100%. And
1: that's how I am. I understand it. She's like, oh, we well, need to get only like, back an hour. I'm like, no, we need to be there two, three hours. Yeah, absolutely. Right. I mean,
0: I want to be able to set up a hammock in there quite yeah. comfortably. It's
1: the thing that you don't even enjoy your journey if you're rushing. You're rushing, you're agitated, you probably drop your passport in the street. Forget or... something. Yeah, exactly like that. And gonna... also,
0: if you forget something, like my yeah. brother, he wants to his passport. He luckily left half an hour earlier. And so therefore, we could send some, mum could go up there and sort yeah. him out with a passport. Yeah, exactly. Like, my When I went yeah. to Canada, me and my ex, we went to Canada and... I, I accidentally booked the taxi for the wrong time. I booked it for the return flight. Yeah. The return flight was coming in at 11.30 at night. And I accidentally booked that for the first day. So at seven in the morning. We're fucked. It's seven on a Friday. Everyone's going to work. The taxi drivers are gone. I had to call in my best mate to help me out. But I had two hours spare. Therefore, I could, you know, I had time for that panic. It's like
1: in, in Rome, we booked the tram for like an hour before we needed it. And the, mm. the fuckers didn't turn up because they were twats and um, yeah. we sat outside the hotel for an hour, and we're like, this transfer's not turning up. So we called a taxi and got to the airport in time, but like, if we booked that just on time, we'd be fucked.
0: Yeah, and like yeah. the fucking attitude of, yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's okay. Yeah, no, it's I'm okay. gonna break your head. You're providing a service. Oh, I was just struggling. In Indo, we would order pizza, and two and a half hours later, it still hadn't come. <laughs> And we rang up, hey, fucko, where's, sorry, we're polite at first, but then he was like, yes, 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 mister, it's on its way, it's on its way. It's not, it's on its way, they've just completely forgotten it. I like, oh, uh. We're
1: getting it oh. fresh, and then fresh ingredients. Sweets.
0: And you're like, no, you know, like, we've paid you already. Yeah. Get your fucking ass here, I'm hungry. Yeah. You know, like, it's just, ah. And then my laundry, I'd spend the entire evening waiting for the person to drop my laundry off, because you just to have to send it out, send yeah. it back. The whole evening. And then the guy just wouldn't bother to come. And my missus, I mean, the first, the first girl, the the dinghy one, she was a bit weak. So she wouldn't, she was all like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to cause controversy. The second one, no shit at all. Picks up the phone. That guy was there within five minutes. He was there within five minutes. He apologized. We probably got a free pair of undies. I don't know. We got someone else's laundry along (laughs) with it. He was so fucking anxious because she absolutely had him. That's that's (laughs) that's actually
1: an interesting thing that you pointed out as well. Um, culture like in terms of timing like some yeah. cultures don't uh, actually timings and the uh, attitude in terms of customer service some cultures are better at delivering customer service and like being punctual some cultures are awful at it and like yeah. i'm, I'm honestly yeah. like, like it's interesting
0: to see that the cultures that are really prompt about time are the yeah. ones who tend to be quite big on the money i mean like americans yeah. very culturally yeah. prompt yeah. on it you know, Brits extremely culturally prompt. And I think that cities where time is important do tend to do, yeah, do are yeah. the most profitable ones, generally. Like, I've been to, I, I, love, the, I love Jamaican food. I love my culture
1: of food. And, yeah. um, but I hate going to their restaurants. I hate going to their, like, yeah, I hate getting yeah, uh, far food because the... their attitude, it stinks. It's just like, you get them, they're like, what do you want? There's like,
0: oh, what do you want? I don't <laughs> what do you to know, go No, why would I bother?
1: Yeah.
0: I yeah. yeah. <laughs> have <What a pretty laughs> attitude. You, know you want to have it.
1: They just look at you, I'm like, can I can I get away like, jerk chicken? Yeah, okay. you're like what you want rice with that. And like, <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um
0: <laughs> this is a restaurant, it's not your house, is it? <laughs> sorry, am I bothering you? I'm like in your place of work? Am I disturbing you here? Yeah. Oh, I there was this place called Sunshine Peak in Dorking. Um, you know, like whitest place in the world, but um only only Jamaican place for ages. And it was my first ever front page. And mostly because I had a really good picture of this guy who just looked great. And he was, I can't remember his name, but he was a really top bloke. But he, um, I went in there to say hello and uh, try the chicken wings. He charged me for him, I didn't expect that. Um, but like, it was like half an hour after closing and he didn't even bother. He was, he was so chilled. He was happy to be there all night, just let people come in and come out. He had no concept of the fact that he was probably hemorrhaging money because people around him were like his, because everyone else was like, you know, like they had to pay. <laughs> He genuinely didn't know that, didn't realize at the time that he had to pay this other person for who was still working in the kitchen because he just assumed it was all cool. and. Um, and, like, and his business partner was this little white guy who went absolutely nuts and invested all his money in this great chicken and stuff like that, but then realized that actually his business partner just didn't realize when closing time was. Yeah. And like the, the laws around closing at a certain time and stuff like that. And you know, sadly, they went after about two months, which was a shame because I really liked that place. It was yeah. great. They did good chicken, man. They did really good chicken.
1: I remember, and, um, I remember a few years ago, we did like a 5K run, me and the, me and the missus. And mm-hmm. then um we're like going yeah we're going yeah yeah we're going we're going back up we're going back to home and then like we're like stopped by this Jamaican place like, in Hackney I think it was I don't know the name of it but yeah the the lady in there was so nice Jamaican lady I'm like yeah, wow yeah. like she was, like it was like literally the best customer service which is very unusual yeah,
0: it's like your own mum and you're yeah, like I love yeah. you was that like, the best <laughs> was like the
1: best customer service which is like very unusual for a Jamaican place and she was, like really nice I bought like we bought some patties. She let like my
0: girlfriend use my girlfriend at the time use the um, toilet and everything ladies and gentlemen uh, my name's Les Steed I'm Marla White and this has been off point at 30. Thank you for listening. bye.